Welcome to Faith Seeking Understanding, a place dedicated to the discussion of Christian faith in 21st century life. C.S. Lewis said, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it I see everything else. So join us as we endeavor to understand 21st century life through the lens of Christian faith. I'm your host, Alan Bevere, pastor, professor, author, and lover of Five Alarm Food. Come and seek with me. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord our God, our wisdom, our salvation. Amen. So one of the things I did in some free time when I was a younger man was that I coached boys baseball and then girls softball for a few years. Uh, some of you know that I am very fond of the sport of baseball. It is, the, as I say, the best sport ever created in the history of the world. And, uh, and this provided an opportunity for me to be involved with my favorite sport and work with some young people, and it was really a lot of fun. I enjoyed it very much. And the one thing you do when you're, and it's not just sports, it's other things as well. Any of you who know this, when you teach beginners or young people, one of the things you do most of all is you focus on the basics. You focus on how to throw the ball. You focus on how to hold the bat how to field a ground ball, how to field a pop-up in the infield. And you spend your time working with the young people on the basics and you emphasize and you emphasize and you emphasize. Keep your eye on the ball. You say that at least six times every game, at least. Catch a fly ball with both hands. I don't care if your favorite pro outfielder does it with one. When the Yankees draft you, feel free. But right now. And so, the basics. In everything that human beings do, whether it's athletics, whether it's uh, craft, whether it's, um, you know, some kind of craftsmanship, Whatever it is that we do, even driving a car, requires attention to the basics. Doesn't matter how long we've done something, doesn't matter how, long, how, how old we get, we never move past the basics, do we? The basics are of first importance. And then when that pro team goes into a slump, right? Or that batter, that slugger, goes into a slump. What does the coach do? Goes back to looking at the basics. Because even the best need to be reminded of the basics. Paul in 1 Corinthians, in chapter 15 now, gets to the place in his letter where he has to remind the Corinthians of the basics, the basics of the faith. The Corinthian church has been divided. They're fighting. They're fighting in worship. 
They are so divided. And Paul has to remind them of the basics. They seem to have forgotten them, or maybe they remembered them, but they're not practicing them. You know, you can remember it all you want, but if you don't practice it, it doesn't make much difference. We've seen how he's talked about the spiritual gifts the Spirit gives. And then last week he talked about love, this, of singular importance. The excellent way of love. And now he wants to remind them why this excellent way of Christian love and why we live the way we live as the church and what our mission is about of the church. He reminds them why we do that. Here is what is basic. Here is, what a, is what a first, what's of first importance, and here it is. I passed on to you as most important what I also received. Notice that. Paul didn't make it up. Paul didn't invent it. Paul says, I'm passing on to you what I learned. I tried to pass on to young baseball players what I had learned from my father from my coaches when I played. He's not bringing something brand new in here. He's saying, here's what I was told. I'm just passing it along to you. Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures. He was buried. He rose on the third day in line in accordance with the scriptures. He appeared to Cephas, that's Peter, then to the twelve. And then he appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters at once, most of them who are still alive to this day, though some have died, most are still alive. So by the way, Paul says, if you don't believe me, you can ask them. And then he appeared to James, and then to all the apostles, James, that's Jesus' brother, and last of all, he appeared to me as if I were born at the wrong time, meaning, and then he appeared to me and he dragged me kicking and screaming into his kingdom. These are the basics. This is what you need to remember. Now, Paul will go on and focus on the resurrection of Jesus. All of those are of first importance, but he will focus on the resurrection of Jesus because... That is such a foundational claim, as Paul will say again later on, that if the resur resurrection hasn't happened, let's give it up and go home. Because this is a waste of time. The resurrection is central. The resurrection is critical. And if Jesus is... His remains are somewhere there in Jerusalem still, waiting to be uncovered. If that's true, then, folks, Paul says, there's nobody more pitiful than we are. <laughs> you know, every organization, every group has a core identity. 
meaning there's certain things at the heart of who they are as a group that makes their group possible or that gives sense to their group. This happens in every group. It happens in political parties. It happens in churches. It happens in service organizations. It happens in Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. There are certain things, you know, there's all kinds of things on the periphery, but there's things right at the core that if we don't have those things, if we abandon those things, our identity as a group no longer makes sense. This is why sometimes groups argue over what is at the heart of who they are. And the church is no different. We, the church around the world globally is very diverse. I'm glad it is. I'm glad it is. I think the diversity of the church is exciting. It's a wonderful gift. I mean, think how boring the church would be if Everybody was like me, or everybody was like you. Not that we're not interesting people. We just don't want two million of us. And so I love the diversity of the church. But you cannot have that kind of vibrant diversity. This is what Paul's trying to tell the Corinthians. You cannot have that kind of vibrant diversity unless you have a central core of unity. Something that binds us all together. Those of us who don't agree on everything. But there's something that puts us all together. There's something at the core that brings us here today, sitting here or, or watching online. It's interesting to me that this passage fell on our communion Sunday. Because what we have done here on Communion Sunday, you'll know that we, instead of doing an opening prayer, we do our affirmation of faith, the Apostles' Creed. And, you know, some people, some people have the mistaken idea that the church has always required for you to believe lots of things to be a Christian. I hear that from people all the time. Now, it's true that there are some Christians who want to require that kind of stuff. But when you look at the history of the church, that's not true. What the church says, here's what is at the heart of our faith. How long does it take us to say the Apostles' Creed? That's it. Here's what's at the core. Here's what we have to have that makes sense of the people called the church. There's no two-volume dissertation on this. Yeah, all that stuff is important, believe me. All the, the conversation and the stuff that flows out from that all matters and it's important, but at the end of the day, it's that those statements of faith that come in brief paragraphs. This is what the church has said is at the center. And let me say one other thing about that. Some people have the impression that the church was going along fine, just doing what Jesus said, love everybody, but then, you know, those in power had to keep their power, so they, they invented all these doctrines. That's not why it worked. The church got together and came up with the creeds because the church was already hopelessly divided. So many strange ideas had entered into the mix, and it was dividing the church, and so the church finally said, you know what? We got to get together, and we got to say, okay... 
what's of first importance. Let's go back to the basics. The church is in a slump, <laughs> and we need to figure it out. And what comes out of that then are these statements of faith that you can print on a half a sheet of paper on one side. That's it. Now, there's other things that are important to be sure, but we can also disagree on those things. They're not central. You know, it's like when you fly an airplane, and if you get to sit out, if you sit out over the wing, not on the wing, looking out the window, and if you look closely, what you see is if you, if you, if you look out at the, at the end of the wing, if you can tell it's doing this, isn't it? I'm glad it does that because otherwise the plane can't fly. You got to have that wiggle room. But I don't want the wing doing that where it goes into the fuselage. That's not a good sign. At the center, it needs to be solid and stable. It, it, it cannot move. But out there at the end, it better move. And that's what our faith is like, our beliefs, our statements that we make, is there are certain things that are at the core that can't bend. We said that this morning in the Apostles' Creed. But on the tip, yeah, we got some room. The prob here, here's the problem in the church, historically. We have taken the stuff that can't move, and sometimes we want to move it. And we take the stuff that can move, and we want to make it central. That ain't going to fly the church. And so I'm so thankful. I'm thankful that we have what is of first importance and again, I don't care how long we are the church. I don't care how many years we've been in the faith. I don't care, like Paul said earlier, if we understand all mysteries and all knowledge. If we do not attend to the basics, remember the basics, and practice the basics, we cannot be the church that Jesus Christ has called us to be. And so today, let us... Remember and practice what is of first importance. Let us pray. Gracious God, how grateful we are that you have given us your son, Jesus Christ, to show us that most excellent way of love, and we are also thankful that in Jesus' embodiment and flesh in this life, that by looking to him, he gives us guidance on how to attend to the basics. Help us this day and every day as your people. May your spirit continue to remind us, because we human beings, we can be forgetful. We can wander away if we're not careful. May your spirit remind us 
as Christians to keep the main thing the main thing. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.